Ben and Rob interview Grexis Hero. Star of the Room. Writer of the Disaster Artist. And director of Miracle Valley. Currently starring in the Christmas tapes. Available on Amazon Prime right now. Where are you guys at right now? I'm near Birmingham and Rob is... No, I'm near Bristol. Nice. Yeah. How about yourself? California, right? Yeah, back in California, but I was in the UK for, for several weeks, so I was in Harrogate, York. Oh, wow. Uh, London. Harrogate's beautiful. Manchester, Leeds. It really yeah. is. It's a great town. So is York. Um, York's pretty for like two streets, and then the rest of it gets yeah. a bit concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I stuck to the 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 downtown area which was nice and yeah. then i did birmingham and bristol last spring so nice. i love i love it over awesome, there man i saw on your instagram you've been like all over europe i mean you've been doing like iceland <laughs> yeah. and italy and covered covered it all yeah the next uh, next stop is going to be egypt and god knows where oh, else that's awesome man wow is this something you do like after after wrapping on movies do you like to go traveling and kind of yeah i think mix in some fun with yeah. uh with work you know while you're out there you may as well see as much as you can i used to i used to do uh sound in recording studios for sort of AAA clients and i always said it must be so great seeing the world and the, the reply was like we don't we see the we see the airport we see the hotel we see the venue <laughs> and then we see the airport again <laughs> well, that's, is it is it like that no nah, i always make time to do other things there's no point Perfect. to go all that way unless you've been there like 10 times yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah, and you yeah. gotta know it but there's always something new to discover and that's part of the joy of, of getting out there i love that man. fantastic i love that rolling already uh just so we don't miss anything just mainly because you start talking it's great and then you go right should we start and you're like we've been talking yeah, for 25 yeah. minutes where have you where and all the good stuff was already recorded, and then we like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We shot, we shot it already. It's like, damn, now I got nothing left to say. Um, yeah. The majority of our questions are on Miracle Valley and the Christmas tapes. We kind of wanted to avoid the things that no doubt you've been asked ten thousand times over. Um, but sure. just, I mean, whatever you guys are interested in, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just wanted to check, kind of roughly, how much time you had or are willing to give us so we can structure it correctly. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, three days. Yeah, we could do 20, 20 to 20 to 30 minutes if you that works awesome, for you. Awesome, man. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, well, we we are not going to intro. We, we're going to do little bookends before and after once we know what's included. Uh, so, Ben, do you want to kick us off with... Uh, or I could, we could start Miracle Valley. Do you want to start with Miracle Valley? Yes, it please, is man. a beast of a film. So, today's my birthday. So... Happy birthday. Thank you very much, man. But... Rob, uh, what's the date today? The 23rd, you know, uh, the 23rd was the day that I booked the lead in the movie Retro Puppet Master. Was it actually? A day I'll never forget on this day, I got the call that I got the part. So all these years later, I still remember it. And it's obviously, uh, in fact, what, what year were you born? 88. Oh, damn. Okay. I booked it in 98. So you were 10 years old when I got the lead. Oh my God. That's fucking awesome, man. Pretty That's cool. a great day for Dude, everybody. hundred percent, man. <laughs> but um, I had, I booked like my day off work, and I've spent my morning uh, rewatching Miracle Valley, Cyst, uh, Christmas tapes, and it's been like the fucking best birthday I've had in years, man. Um, Miracle Valley is your directorial debut, right? Wow. First off, 
incredible movie. It was it was so unexpected to have like quite a heartfelt, tense relationship dynamic going on and that ticking over. And then you've got the story arc of, you know, trying to find the silver hawk and stuff like this. And you don't really see that the the gore or like the horror element coming in until it's too late and there's an axe in a head. There's like necks being slit left, right, and center. <laughs> it's also it's also an incredibly beautiful film. The cinematography yeah. in it is is pretty top notch. Is that something? I got a couple of questions about about Miracle Valley in terms mm. of is cinematography something that you've always paid special attention to in when you watch a film? Is that is that something you've got sort of a priority eye on? Because it, as a director, it looks like you do. Yeah, that was one of the things with any horror film. I, I feel like the mood and the setting is sort of one of the special effects because I'm not big mm. into like CGI. And so I feel like if you create the setting in a way that's really beautiful on location, mm. something people have mm-hmm. never seen before, then that's a good step for an audience when they're sitting there and watching in the theater, they feel transported to some, a different a different feel. I I think- um, so I did a, a lot of scouting and, and uh, tried to find the, the most unique locations I could. There's very much, there's very much a sense of place in the movie, which is fantastic. And I think you're right about the horror element being all the greater because you have that sense of where you are. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up was was the soundtrack, and the audio generally is incredible. I mean, indie cinema tends to use a lot of a lot of sort of on onboard camera mics, and <laughs> you know, when when budgets are what they are, you know, I think that's one of the first things to suffer. Not in Miracle Valley, it is the soundtrack, the audio. Again, being an audio guy myself, mm. I was blown away by. It. Is that something that that you sort of prioritize as a filmmaker, or did you just have a very assertive sound guy? <laughs> yeah, this this thing with sound and score, like any horror movie I watch, it's got to have something that catches mm. you, uh, whether it's campy or, or um, you know, like heredit- movies like Hereditary. They always have something mm. that creeps you out in, in the right way. And so I work with a composer in Stockholm, Sweden, okay. who uh, saw the film and just kind of came up with the right vibe for it. Because there's comedy in it. There's elements of, you know, ridiculous moments that I wanted to make sure that it it was played to what it's supposed to be. You know, we weren't going to throw a Jurassic Park score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that it had the right the right feel to it. Um, and so he was great. His name is Jimmy Lagnafors, and he's uh, Swedish. We actually did all the composing during the pandemic, which was uh, oh, wow. which was a challenge. He nails it on a, a lot of the the serious conversations that you're having as a group. There's quite a playful a playful sort of audio track underneath, but then the stuff that you're talking about is quite serious. And it's it, the the whole juxtaposition is quite quite an interesting stance, man. Where did you get the inspiration from? Like, did you draw inspiration from certain horror franchises or? Um... Yeah, the uh, the Hills Have Eyes was one that I really awesome. loved, uh, just because it's so uncomfortable, so creepy, um, and I love the idea of people kind of being outcast and into this weird setting and, and the, like i saw the remake actually in the theater mm. and it was one of the most disturbing movies yeah <laughs> like how the hell did i end yeah. up in this theater watching this movie uh so I, I wanted to try to make others feel the way that mm-hmm. i did when yeah. i saw the hills have eyes remake i wanted to make something like that in that vein um and i also came across articles of you know um true stories about these these blood traffickers and blood types that you know started coming out in, in the mainstream and so it just was a story I thought I could could lean into that I hadn't really seen before. I loved it, man. It was this. It was the skin issues that sort of developed throughout the movie that really got me, man. That was. I mean, you start off with a little itch as you're trying to get the picture, and then by the time you reach back to the the house, your arms are just sort of like melting, 
and yeah, it's it's a really good ad for sunscreen. It's a great I ad think. for sunscreen. <laughs> Speaking of inspirations, we um we had a we had a chat with Rob and Randy, uh, directors of Christmas Tapes, which we've watched probably too many times uh, since we, we we figured we were going to be talking to you. And um, w- when we were talking to them, it became apparent that a lot of the a lot of the lines on set were improvised. Was was Jeff? Jeff kind of takes on a new form in a way. You, you, it's not that you play him differently; it's that you're playing him in a different sort of time in his life. Yeah, it's like it Jeff of, Jeff's the, evolved a little bit, and now is Jeff 2.0 from infrared Jeff. <laughs> I think in infrared Jeff was very like relaxed and kind of you know the goofy dad jokes, and everyone was really comfortable around him. And then in Christmas tapes, that lasted for. A, about five minutes. I don't know, man. That family seemed comfortable the whole picture. I don't know what you're talking about with the cookie. Yeah, he, um, you know, Jeff's got the turtleneck now and he's trying to make his, you know, make his life right. And just, you know, of mm. course, the universe just always deals him a raw deal mm. on his Christmas Eve. He's trying to, I don't know where yeah. the hell he's going, but his car breaks down in a neighborhood, yeah. which as it, as it happens, and he just needs a little <laughs> bit of help. And, um, you know, he shows up, uh, with a nice gift and hoping to to call the tow truck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was like a, a, a you know a very you know prosperous start to a, a wonderful Christmas Eve and it's a it's a Christmas um, classic yeah. you know <laughs> helping friends being being helpful in Christmas. Um, but those improvised lines it was were you kind of drawing influences from where you evolved uh, Jeff to or, or what were you what, what was your sort of what were you calling so, to with those lines? Oddly enough, you guys are going to laugh. I uh, I actually worked on a lot of these scenes with uh, Rick, the guy who plays Father Jake. Uh, oh no in way! Miracle yeah. Valley. So we went through that. We went through these scenes. We're like, what would be some funny lines to say? What would you? And one of the things that I loved was he's like, "There's a tense moment between the parents," and he's like, "Great idea would be to look at the wife and just say." I love unwrapping things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and so, yeah, we just worked on these things. And then once I got, and then I watched a lot of videos of Tom Cruise interviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom Cruise is a, is, a, is a big, he's a big guy. guy. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is the big inter, uh, inspiration for Jeff. Oh. Um, and so once I dialed into that mindset, oh. I just had fun with it. And that's one of the things I've loved about doing infrared and doing Christmas tapes. Yeah. Just these great exercises and going out and making, mm. coming up with a character yeah, and yeah. just playing. And that is what um, I love doing these films. And Christmas tapes is, you know, obviously I'm a huge Home Alone fan. I love Christmas movies. Yeah. So as soon as we came up with this idea to, to, to film it, I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah, I'd love to love to have have fun with this, and we filmed it in April actually, so it was like really oh, hot. Right. Uh, and uh, so I had, that, I had that turtleneck on, and I'm like, uh, but uh, no, it was just fun to just just play and come up with different lines and try different things. And um, it's amazing what you can get done in four to five mm. hours filming, just mm. burning through it and and pushing through. So um, I really hope people have fun with it. I think it's a good. Uh, it's a good take on on found footage and and just the, yeah. the the old the whole scenario of just showing up at someone's door Christmas. It's Eve. a really it's a really fun movie. Um, Rob and Randy have got this. You did this in infrared as well, but you've got this sort of talent of appearing very endearing and very sweet and very like a comforting character, right up until it's too late to notice 
that you've become this incredibly sinister almost erratic and a little bit psychopathic character mm. but it by that point by the time by the time you realize it's far too late and you're in it and jeff's got you do you know what i mean <laughs> and then that's it you just gotta strap in and ride it out um you mentioned <laughs> i love how jeff jeff is always like the victim. yeah it's like you guys did yeah, this yeah, to yeah, me yeah, yeah. you came here you did it. yeah it's crazy <laughs> you know it's it's funny my my girlfriend says you know when i'll, I'll be talking to her she'll be like you're just like jeff <laughs> I'm like, well, oh my god! No shit, no shit. I had, I had, I had lived in dialogue. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> oh man, you mentioning Tom Cruise has kind of thrown me a little bit because one of my main watch it next time. Watch when you go through these movies. Next time you do, check out Tom Cruise interviews where he talks about the way he sees life and the way he's just. Mm. you know so meticulous about everything i'm gonna have to go and watch tom cruise after this and then watch the christmas tapes again it's the relentless contextless positivity (laughs) regardless of what happens or what's just been said (laughs) it's like it's like what's being said isn't actually being heard Mm. it's just being used as a springboard for the next bit of just like sentence that he'd already decided he was gonna say and now you've mentioned it we were going with ted bundy so that's uh, okay. <laughs> well, that, that's because you mentioned in the movie that your car's a, a Volkswagen Beetle and the turtleneck and the very calming uh... presence. I was like, dude, this guy kind of carries himself a little bit like Bundy before <laughs> anyone knows. <laughs> that's actually a really good point. I, I haven't seen. I, I've really been into serial killers. I didn't study Bundy too much. I saw a little bit, just heard stories mm-hmm. about it, and I saw kind of a, a Lifetime esque movie about him, but I never really studied him too much but i will say when i before i go in and do these these scenes i'll watch a, a tom cruise um <laughs> it's like for inspiration once i get in there i just go mm. like i'm not even acting i'm just in the yeah, moment and it, it's honestly some of the most fun i've ever had yeah it's some of the most fun i've ever had because so many times in other projects and shows you have six cameras lined up and you have to hit this mark mm. and do all these things that are so technical and with this it's like you can just take this character and go with it and play off the other actors in a way and they don't know what you're going to say and they don't know what you're going to do and so it's so fun to just surprise them um and uh yeah it's just it's a totally different type of of filmmaking yeah. that i really had fun with jeff jeff has a moment where he he claps his hands was <laughs> holding a gun and <laughs> when you did that were you aware that you were performing one of the funniest moments in the film <laughs> or was that just no you know what i <laughs> I didn't even pre-think I'd yeah. like whatever came out of like I so so a friend of mine watched it um and he's like one of my favorite lines was I used to study kickboxing don't make me use it I don't even remember saying that I don't remember that even coming out of my mouth so that is that's the way I really want to make movies from here on out is that mm. type of kind of organic fun concept where um you know you're just you're just provoking the audience in the right way you're you're yeah, yeah. you're being true to whatever you're making and you're just you know having a blast with it so a lot of these lines i don't even remember saying i was just in the moment amazing man a little, a little uh crossover by the way the turtleneck i'm wearing in, a, in the christmas takes is the same turtleneck i'm wearing in the church scene of miracle valley in the church scene, is that where you've gone you've gone down in um when you first meet the priest, yeah, I'm wearing that's the same. Oh man, yeah, it's the same turtleneck I'm wearing. I figure, no hey, way. may as well 
get one more use yeah, out of this. That's incredible, uh, man. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> so does that now double its memorabilia value? It does. Surely it does, right? Because you cook. Yeah. <laughs> I got rid of the Coca-Cola jacket. I figured the turtleneck's got to replace yeah. the Coca-Cola nice. jacket. Hell nice. yeah. Do you mind if we ask about a trailer that we saw a little while ago? Absolutely. For a movie that we've, that we've been desperate to come out but still hasn't come out yeah and on imdb it still says filming where is big shark <laughs> we, we need, big, need shark. big shark so come on man we need we, big shark we made that trailer about four years ago yeah. it was an aspirational trailer it was just one night of filming and then tommy released that and everyone's mm. been asking that question now for almost four years and i, I know he's working on it okay. right now i think he's filming it doing some things uh yeah. worried, but he is working on it it just i'm not sure when it'll be completed but uh right, he's working okay. on it whether that that means it takes another four years or next year i'm not sure but he is determined to to make the film as long as we get big shark and you're in it we're happy yeah. it's just you can't you can't tease you can't tease something as incredible that's you and Tommy and yeah. Big Shark, and then and then expect us to to not be curious at least. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to ask um, for for people who perhaps may not be as familiar as us with with your career. There's a big chunk where you you were in Europe, you're in Milan, being absolutely killing it in the modeling world. You know, some of the some of the brands that you worked for are titans of the industry. Um, and I wanted to ask: Did any of did anything that you learned or experienced during your incredibly successful modeling career sort of feed into your filmmaking? Is there anything that you you found out or, or developed while you were doing that that you found useful in your current career that you're smashing even harder? I mean, it's funny because like they always used to say, "Don't say you're a model because people don't take models seriously as actors." And so, I really it was just like life experience, and then. Mm. I mean, I, you're going to laugh, but once I started doing, um, I think I started in Miracle Valley, I stopped caring about the whole, you know, how you look on camera and what, what faces to make. I just kind of let go. I was like, I'm just going to mess around with these characters and just not mm. care. And that's sort of when I started having fun with yes. with acting. Um, is So it's almost like letting go, like the whole monologue it's all about, you have your like, your Zoolander cache yeah, of yeah, looks yeah. and poses. <laughs> and like you yeah. go through and you run through and the photographer's like, keep going, doing that. And then once I sort of let go of that is when I started having fun with movies. But anytime you're in front of a camera, you're aware of how you wardrobe and I suppose expression, it's, 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 but it's, it's almost in a way, it's the opposite thing, isn't it? With modeling, you have to be aware of the camera because it's a, it's a direct one-to-one relationship with the camera. And I suppose with acting, it's forgetting that the camera is there to do the authentic emotion. Yeah, they're they're different. I mean, I had fun doing both, but um, I always love movie making and storytelling. But I just have had so much fun kind of playing into the comedy now of absurd situations yeah. and just enjoying <laughs> that aspect and not worrying about anything else. And that's what I've really enjoyed. So it was so cool that people saw an infrared. They're like, we've never seen you sort of... <laughs> <laughs> Just let go mm. and play. We never thought you could play a, a character like that and, and bring such a, like you're saying, a weird Ted Bundy esque type. <laughs> yeah. um, it has made me think that we need to check to what uh, we need to check what Tom Cruise's lampshades are made out of. If those are the two people <laughs> fed into Jeff <laughs> in twenty yeah, years, you're right. <laughs> and you're right about the. Uh, you're totally right about the positivity. He's like uh, nothing's gonna stop me. Trust me, I'm doing this for you guys. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. make you a filmmaker. I'm going to make <laughs> it just—it's completely out of touch with 
the reality that's happening, but he believes it so truly. And then anytime he gets asked a question, he almost like he never answers it, but he talks <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah. everything else around <laughs> it. It's uh yeah, he answers it's like it sounds like he's answered the question. Yeah. In fact, he's just asked he's just sort of given you different information. <laughs> completely unrelated to what you wanted to know. So I was gonna say which which Jeff edition would you say you guys were more intrigued by if you had two jeff for me is most intriguing in the second one because i feel like in uh, christmas tapes because i feel like he's fully embodied the role of the producer now totally i feel like Mm. in infrared he's gone from uh the owner's manual which was hilarious by the way uh to the end of the movie where he's like i'm the fucking producer now i'm the fucking producer now (laughs) whereas christmas tapes he like introduces himself where he's already in the mindset of like, yeah, I'm the producer. I'm going to yeah. make you a filmmaker. And it's yeah. this. He's got the ego yeah. already. Yeah. He's sort of, he's, it's like he's found it's himself. extra confidence. Whereas in infrared, he's finding. He has. Yeah. It's fucking. Do we get to see Jeff in the future? Now get, Is there anything? Now get okay. this. Yeah, I was, when I was flying over to Eastern Europe, I was watching Collateral on the plane. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you guys yeah, have seen yeah. that. It's a it's a great movie that I really have enjoyed over the years. I rewatched it, um, and I'm sitting there on the plane. It's like 10 p.m. at yeah. night on the plane. I'm kind of took a took a time all p.m. Kind of zoning it out. I'm looking at Tom Cruise in that movie, <laughs> and he's just so practical about everything he's doing. Like it's just no big yeah. deal. He's like, a oh, body just dropping on the car. Move yeah. over here. Everything's cool. Um, <laughs> let's go to the next place. And I'm like, that is the next evolution. Yeah. Jeff comes to a major city because he's got to carry. I know he's like, went from a producer yeah. now to a hitman. And nice. so he, uh, he's yes. investigating his next <laughs> film. Uh, he's going to make his next film, but he's needing to raise money for it. So he's now gotten into the hitman business to raise money for his next film. <laughs> Oh and that Jeff, Jeff's got a that that's his 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 trilogy is he becomes Tom Cruise at Collateral. That's going to be incredible. That. And it's an Uber <laughs> Uber driver that's taking him around. Yeah, uh, so we got that's the next thing I'm, we uh, we gotta we gotta work on. But other than that, I'm also working on uh, a UFO abduction film. We we're going to ask you about it. Forbidden Sky, right? Yeah, Forbidden Sky. And, on, and not joking, the main character is the Jeff. Before mm-hmm. I did infrared i was writing a jeff role okay as this guy who is like an elon musk character in this world <laughs> this ufo abduction yeah, yeah. world and that's where jeff started so wow. infrared was a great leap into testing that yeah. so that's the next thing i want to make is it's called forbidden sky and it's a, about a ufo abduction dude i can't wait for that man when's is that going to be out soon is that out next year 2024 we're gonna yeah i've just i've been so slammed we'll probably make an extra but but the guy who played father jake rick yeah. edwards is gonna play the radio radio host so he's gonna be in it nice as well. oh fantastic nice. i can't wait for that dude i can't wait for jeff to be a hitman that's gonna be insane <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing because i think one of the things i found most striking reading the disaster artist was that there's you are an incredibly funny person naturally mm. And there was nothing on screen that represented that. It was it was quite surprising reading you and going, oh, this guy's witty as well. Mm. <laughs> and then sort of not seeing any roles. And Jeff is a great, con- sort of adds that missing context where that that sort of comedy element is is shining. And you said it's something that you're enjoying. Is it? Is yeah, that the sort I, I of where well, you want to well, go well, generally? There, there you go. That's exact. So, so 
it was about aligning what was on the page and what stories I had in my mind. Yeah. So then I always felt sort of in front of the camera, I always felt, am I doing this right? Am I doing, you know, how should I come across? And, and, and so once I let that go, I sort of attached to how I tell stories and to how I act. And what was so great is I had the liberty to do that in infrared, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was great with Rob and Randy. They were so cool. They're like, here's the scenario, show mm-hmm. up. You know, and I said, I'm just going to surprise you guys and play with all these weird experiences I've had over the years and try to embody nice. that and just not care about anything else. So it was just a great chance to explore that and push it more. And that's when, when the Christmas tapes came and they were telling me the set, set up, immediately your mind starts to say, how am I going to walk up to the door? What am I going to say? You just, it, it, it brings everything out of what you enjoyed about acting without all the, again, the technical and kind of being told what to do and making, yeah, trying to please yeah. somebody. You, you're just able to offer whatever you you can to the to the film. it's just going to be like off the cuff creativity though like and each take will be wildly different and if you want to try something you get complete freedom to do that yeah and then you find a groove and you're like okay you're, you're pushing yeah, too far this yeah. way let's let's keep yeah. this and you just keep yeah it's a really and then again we we've made this very quickly i mean i was there yeah. it was in between things i was flying to, to the uk actually a couple no days way. later went in did it and then it's you know it's really efficient that's incredible man i, I have a I have a broader question, and this is this this is, will ad- admit comes from a, a place of my sort of deep fandom of you. But I, I I was kind of trying to investigate what what that was rooted in, and I think it's I've always seen that there's a sort of self confidence that, that that you inspire in me because you've been very open about your years sort of sending headshots to anyone with a letterbox in Hollywood, and and sort of the response to that being the standard sort of mix of apathy and cruelty whilst trying to sort of get, get you know, that constant trying, 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 trying. And then to have something like The Room happen, which for 99% of people would have been the sort of final nail in the in the coffin of their self-belief, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you sort of were able to see the incredible, the incredibly sort of strange beauty of that situation and turn it into arguably one of the, the greatest sort of cinematic triumphs mm. in in a long time and i was kind of curious you know that 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 resilience and that confidence is is a truly inspiring thing and i, I was wondering if you had any idea where that came from or even that you you represented mm. that i think it's it's tough when you so when i started out i got retro puppet master that's a project that i really believed in because mm, i yeah. auditioned for it i got the part um you know i worked on a soap opera and you're going out for all these things and so and i realized this one of the most important things you need is a chance, whether wow. you're an actor, writer, singer, you need that one thing that just yeah. people enjoy. And obviously yeah. you hope it's inception or you hope it's back to the, you hope it's just, you hit the home run on your first <laughs> yeah. shot. Yeah. Your set. But for me, it was like, once I saw that the room people really enjoyed it, it was, it was funny because 20 years ago we finished making mm-hmm. the room. And I brought the rough cut. It was like the Christmas tapes. It was Christmas time. I was visiting family in Florida. Like, guys, I got this rough cut of this thing I've been working on. We watched it and we all were laughing. <laughs> we're obsessed. <laughs> we're quoting it. We're making fun of it. We're like, man, this movie's never going to come out. But isn't this crazy? Look at three sex scenes in 15 minutes. So <laughs> I I was sort of an early, like, uh, we all just think that was the most ridiculous mm. thing we'd ever seen. So. When then people started liking it, I'm like, holy God, this is fascinating because I obviously knew Tom like four yeah. years. We were friends. So this was like our like our bad home video yeah. movie. 
that not people liked. So I think it was a lot different for me to adjust to that, knowing that it didn't think anybody would ever like it. And then mm. it was a lot easier for me to kind of be like, oh, this is intriguing. If they I like suppose, this movie, yeah. if they only knew, if they only knew our personal story, mm. it's even more insane. So it's different mm. than if you put something out there and really invest in it and think it's going to be great and then it becomes terrible, then I think that affects you differently, right. more Very personally. True. But with yeah. this, it was it was an instigate instigator to be like, oh, guys, okay, here's your chance. Go. And then that was yeah. sort of what the book was. The book was a chance to finally work on something you believe in. And that's really all we need as, as actors, creators, that we just need that one mm. thing that, that separates us that people enjoy. And the room, as bad as it is, people still love it. And oh, it's still it's, something yeah. that, it's still something that whether, you know, just like any other amazing movie, there's something about the room that people just love in that same way. So for me, it was a chance to get out there and prove what I could do. And uh, I never, I never was embarrassed of it. I was more fascinated by it. Again, it's not a movie that I want to sit down and watch or show people. <laughs> it's not that for yeah. me, but it's something that, that is, you know, a chance to go out and continue to make things. Because if you didn't have, you know, if you don't have something like the room, then what? You know, I was in a couple soap operas, Retro Puppet Master wasn't exactly moving the needle, although there's yeah. a lot of passionate fans mm-hmm. of it. But when you're part of something like The Room that is an ongoing, you know, phenomenon that people show up for and love, that that's all you can really ask for. I think that's a fascinating point that, that it's all very, you can have all the talent and all the all the creativity in the world, but until you you have an audience looking at it yeah. and that the, the room, if it did anything, was turned every eyeball onto you. So you could then now do things like Miracle Valley, which are incredible. And you've got, you know, you've got the audience there to appreciate it. Because there's, you know, there's a, like you said, there's a million other ways it could have gone. And without the room, what would it be? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I go to these, you know, I used to go to these castings, you know, you, everyone comes from their respective small town city. We're there all auditioning for the same part. We all have a similar look. What's going to separate you from the million of other people trying to do the exact same thing? And the difference is, um, you know, people need to see something in it, whether it's good, bad, brilliant, and they need to connect with you in some way for them to continue to want to like see anything you offer. Otherwise, it's just like throwing something into the wind. There's no connection. Um, and so, you know, like I said, for me, my job was really, yeah, the book and telling that story. That if I could land that and really, other, you know you need to have something to offer in this, in that world. And so it was really, the book was sort of my offering to this whole thing. And I needed it to be something that I was really proud of that people, when they read it connected to, because that was your key to then being able to offer more projects. That's incredible, man. Um, I remember my first time, my first time ever seeing the room and it just kind of hit me that it's, it's a couple friends who went out and made something on their own because they wanted to do it. And it's that kind of spark that lets, well, that keeps me and Rob doing what we're doing at the moment. You know what I mean? We're a couple of friends just trying to fucking do what we want to do and then just keep cracking through on it until we get, until we get to where we want to be. So it's people like you that have inspired this and keep us going, talking shit about movies for the last mm. year so oh, 100%. thank you because you make you make it seem possible <laughs> exactly. so yeah thank you yeah no I, I, that's great i'm so glad you guys connected to jeff i mean it's just again mm. that's another sort of personal weird experience that is a backstory that i went through that i just channeled yeah. into this character and it shows that like we're, <laughs> we're kind of given great material every day if we just tap into it and work with it so 
Um, I again, I did these movies just because I really appreciated the passion of the filmmakers, and it was a chance to just play. And uh, I had so much fun doing it, and and even better that that you guys got something out of it. Oh, massively, massively. incredibly so, Greg. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It has been an absolute pleasure to sit down and talk to you. Really privilege. It really has made my birthday one to remember. It's <laughs> hey, a great it really birthday. is, man. Um, thank you for Jeff. Thank you for the Christmas tapes, and look forward to Jeff 3.0, man. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just have to oh, do a Jeff please. movie every year. Please, please do. <laughs> Man. Thank you so much, awesome. Greg. You too, man. All right, guys. We'll take care. And Honestly. thanks for thanks for making soon, the time. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Take care, man. You too. Thanks, guys.